This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 22nd, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. In Italy, the coronavirus outbreak hit especially hard, so naturally the government attempted to control the price of face masks with predictable results. Cato adjunct scholar Alberto Mingardi wrote about the government's ill-fated attempt to control prices on vital goods at The Wall Street Journal. We spoke earlier this week. Italy has been hit hard by the coronavirus and COVID-19. How in general, has uh, do you rate the government response? How well do you rate, in general, the private sector response? Well, the government was shocked, uh, like anybody else, by the pandemic. Um, clearly, uh, the response has been messy, and with the benefit of insight, um, several mistakes were made. Right at the beginning, for example, uh, the government ordered to close schools. And government officials said very clearly, you know, if you have problems about, you know, finding some place to leave your kids, uh, leave them uh, with their grandparents. It was a major mistake. Uh, right at the beginning, in some regions, uh, COVID-19 patients, I mean, coming to hospitals in substantial numbers, uh, they were sent uh, to nursing homes. Uh, another major mistake that happened uh, all throughout the world, including in New York. So clearly, uh, we had uh, problems because we were facing uh, something which was totally unknown, uh, a new virus. At the very same time, Italy has a strongly left of center government. And so this particular mindset, the government ideology, added up. Uh, to the problems. Um, in, in many ways, you know, the Italian response again to COVID-19 uh, has been clearly uh, government-led in a climate of uh, suspicion vis-a-vis um, -vis the private sector. So uh, now uh, that, uh, is it fair to say that cases are on the decline? Yes, cases are on the decline. What is particularly important is that uh, the number of people that need um, intensive care unit beds uh, is declining sharply. It has declined sharply uh, in the last two weeks uh, everywhere in Italy, but particularly in Lombardy, which is the region where I live. Lombardy is a highly commercial, uh, economically integrated region. So not surprisingly, uh, because, uh, you know, viruses travel like uh, anything else, uh, Lombardy was really, you know, the most relevant of the outbreaks, particularly an area uh, near Bergamo, a beautiful city, but also an industrial uh, powerhouse. Basically, half of the debt, uh, half of the debts uh, in Italy happened in Lombardy, but for the last three weeks, uh, people in emergency, in, I'm sorry, in intensive care unit beds uh, have been declining. Um, yes, now that the country is exiting lockdown, um, we may have, uh, you know, contagion uh, on the rise again, um, but I hope uh, in more modest numbers. So uh, the government has placed what price controls on surgical masks and other equipment uh where have they placed these price controls what's the what's the rationale for having done so 
I think that the rationale is um, a photo opportunity, really. So not only the government has placed price control on the price of surgical masks for uh, 50 euro cents plus taxes, uh, but this price, the mandated price, is not really compatible uh, with the cost uh, of this item today. Uh, surgical masks used to be very inexpensive things. Uh, in December or November last year, uh, they costed, roughly speaking, 10 cents um, per unit. But clearly, the price escalated because you got uh, global demand on the rise. Uh, most of the producers are located in China. Uh, but also, uh, people and hospitals and pharmacies needed them real quick. Uh, so they needed them to fly to Italy to have air transportation, which has increased the cost substantially. Um, basically, the government itself uh, declared uh, it is buying face masks at 38 cents wholesale, so net of transport and net of taxes. Um, an Italian newspaper, Il Foglio, reported that actually uh, the government itself bought masks at 70 cents uh, per unit, so uh, 20 cents more uh, than the mandated price. Um, and what happened clearly was that with this um, basically uh, a price cap, uh, you got a strong disincentive to entrepreneurial activity. You created a trouble to pharmacists, uh, who actually lots of times bought at a higher price and therefore they're waiting for a subsidy to be given to them uh, before they start selling. And you also created trouble to a uh, manufacturer uh, that started producing uh, face masks in Italy. I mean, not, not necessarily surgical uh, face masks, but textile uh, face masks, uh, which are clearly uh, more expensive. Uh, but uh, they're damaged uh, by these administered price on surgical face masks. What does that mean for the average person who would like to protect themselves, protect their family, uh, and uh, you know, protect those around them uh, from being asymptomatic spreaders of this illness? Now, you know, contrary to... Um basically stereotypes, uh, Italians have been extremely disciplined uh, in this um, situation. Clearly, of course, you got uh, parties of, of uh, young people um, staying up late and making noise uh, in the street as soon as the lockdown was uh, eased up. Uh, but this is um, still a rare occurrence. Uh, most of uh, Italians are very responsible and they're taking the situation very, very seriously. Um, so uh, there is a, a great demand for face masks in some regions, including Lombardy. Uh, it is mandatory to have one if you want to get out and, and go to the grocery. Uh, most shops are requiring you to have one on. Uh, Actually, all of them are requiring you to put one on if you want to enter. So it's really uh, 
you know, now and for the time being, I hope that's not going to be the rule forever, but now and for the time being, uh, it is really um, a, a necessary uh, good for most people. Uh, but from this fact, you should not um, deduce that the idea of putting price control is a smart one. Uh, it clearly was not a smart one for bread in the past. It is not a smart one uh, for uh, face masks today. Uh, it's interesting that in Milan, we actually uh, add a counterexample, an example of a different route that could be taken. Uh, when the COVID-19 uh, problem exploded uh, in Milan um, in early March, um, as I suppose happened in many other places, and sanitizers uh, disappeared almost instantly uh, from the shelves of supermarkets and newspaper shops and whatever. Uh, prices went up and uh, I got uh, students of mine who sent me uh, pictures of and links uh, to eBay pages in which, you know, uh, Bottles of hand sanitizers were basically uh, selling at a higher price than French Burgundy wine. Uh, but this surge in prices uh, basically alerted other companies. And so pharmacists and distilleries started making sanitizers and bottles reappeared uh, on shelves in supermarkets and elsewhere at a higher price, but in a matter of days. Uh, nowadays, prices are basically back uh, at the price of these hand um, sanitizers before the crisis, just, you know, perhaps uh, a bit a bit higher than that. Uh, so clearly, you know, this, if you want to call it free market response, was messy. Uh, clearly, lots of people were unhappy in, in the short run, there were people seeking government control on this uh, on, on this product, but at the end of the day, the market reacted well, uh, as you and I may have predicted. It is, I think, uh, a pity that we're not allowed the market to do its job when it comes to face masks. Alberto Mingardi is Director General of Instituto Bruno Leone in Italy. We spoke this week. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 